This week on Invasion, the podcast, Don Draper finally lands that Heinz account. We talk about the collectibles that are close to our hearts and our wallets. And it's an all cover with Wizard World Bingo. We bring you this special radio television broadcast in order to give you the very latest information on an amazing phenomenon. The arrival of a spaceship. Just a minute, ladies and gentlemen, I think something is happening. Flying saucers have invaded our planet. People of Earth, attention. It's the invasion of the podcast. The whole world is under attack. Can it survive? And welcome back to Invasion of the Podcast, where we're trying to take over the world one listener at a time. I'm Paul. Um, do I eat or do I buy something? Stedman. And to my left is Joe. Should I buy another Spider-Man comic? Yeah, I will. <laughs> Peters. Yeah, I'm going to buy another, epi- uh, another episode. Another episode. Another, yeah, buy another episode. No, another uh, issue of Amazing Spider-Man 300. <laughs> yeah, so um, we're going to be talking about collecting uh, a little bit tonight. And also we have, we're going to have updates for our bracket for our Adult Swim fights. And we're going to have a, a, a bingo thing. We'll get to that at the end. So um, It's a bingo. It's a bingo. So... <laughs> Um, I don't want to. I don't want to drag this out too much. However, we did say last week we were going to be at the Cleveland Concoction. Technically, that's we true. Were. We were. We there. were there. We were there. Did you see us? If you did, probably not, because <laughs> we couldn't get into the vendor area. Not that we were vending anything. We just wanted to see the wares. We had coin. <laughs> yeah, we wanted to parlay. We wanted yeah. to. We wanted to barter, and but, uh, it was it was a little too steep. Yeah. Um so I I think I think you're right in the sense that uh I am going to be hesitant about any convention that is based out of a hotel. Unless it's like something in Vegas or something, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, but they, like, well the halls in Vegas are crazy like the convention centers. Yeah. Like the ones that I've been to. And like um I've been to like I told you, I've been to different conventions that were in like there was one in a double tree. Yeah. And they really do just cram them into the hallways. And it seems kind of weird because it's like you've got somebody set up at a table with like uh, Harry Potter scarves in costume next to the Continental Breakfast. <laughs> and it's like, OK, but uh, they did have a hall area. They had a couple of hall areas, but you weren't allowed to go into one of them unless you paid a mission. So. Yeah. And the only thing I'll say, though, that I thought was uh that was entertaining to me is that for some reason one of the areas that we walked by had a kid playing Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wind. Yes. He was dressed as Link. Right. It was it was so meta. It was, it funny. was very, very odd. It yeah. was like one of those things if I told somebody I had a weird dream that I was at a hotel near an airport and I saw a kid dressed as Link playing Le- Le- Zelda. <laughs> I wanted to go up to him and be like, you better not suck at this. Yeah. But yeah, it was uh and you know what I under I understand that that they have to recoup costs to put all that together, but it was very flea markety, like yeah. Which I mean, that's fine if you. But I mean, when you've oh, got a flea market layout, it should be free or it should be like ten or fifteen bucks. I I agree. Like um, when we did the Odd Mall uh, last year, yeah. Um, it uh, it you know it was free to enter, and you could go and spend your money. And I thought we had to pay to get in. I don't. Well, we were actually doing a show, so I don't remember if uh, we actually had to pay separate. Maybe we did. I, I thought just, we did. Okay. Which. Maybe, yeah. which being like never mind <laughs> yeah that we did a show but <laughs> yeah, either mind. way though the, the the setup there was much more easy to peruse and you could see everybody's stuff and yeah. this this felt like those snaked out through the entire hotel and the, and the convention rooms or whatever the meeting rooms are really small and like i'm not saying every convention at a hotel is bad because i am going to be going again to uh the cinema wasteland uh a convention here in April, and they do that once every six months in April and October at the Strongsville Holiday Inn. But their setup is pretty much like you have the one big room. Yeah. When I when I mean by big, not like Wizard World big, but big for Strongsville Holiday Inn with all the vendors and some of the guests, and then they have little two other rooms that they show movies and have panels in, and it's very easy to understand what's going on. And that's and that's always been a more intimate kind of convention anyway because it is more like uh, movie like drive-in exploitation horror film type vibe so it's not i mean it's welcome to all but not everybody's going to show up to that yeah um but yeah we were there at the at the cleveland concoction for 
our parking ticket was about 30 minutes. And then we um, went off and, and visited some other shops and uh, said hi to some people. And I bought a bunch of stuff every time I went to another place. So I had coin. I bought wares. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> I just wanted to kind of set up. I was like, you know what? They said they're going to be there. I didn't see anybody there. We were there. Yeah, we were there for like a second. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Anyway, that's that's enough about that. Let's get to the news. everyone so i thought this was a bit uh, of the snake eating itself um so heinz ketchup ha- is going to put out a series of billboards that are based loosely not loosely they're they're based off of an ad campaign um that was pitched in the show mad men and mad men was a, a period show set in the 60s uh in new york city where they would end up using real products to build ad campaigns around, and they gave the show vampire hamburger. It looks like a vampire yeah, that vamp- the vampire looks the ham- vampire. 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 We just oh, created that's something. That's a new movie. Watch out for the vampire. Um, <laughs> it might give you trichinosis, and you might live forever. Blood sucking yeah. hamburger. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> um, so with Mad Men, it always kind of gave it a sense of a. Uh, of reality and grounding when they were doing ad campaigns for like Heinz or um, oh Hilton Hotels and and um, all these other things too or Kodak. There's actually a really good presentation that he gives for. Do you remember the carousel slide projector where he, like, you'd have all the slides and you yeah. go through? That was a big technology in the '60s. So he was trying to like Don Draper gives this amazing presentation and it's one of those moments in the show that just gives you chills because it's like such a good wrap up of what's going on in his life, but it happens to be tied into uh, presentation that sounds odd for me saying it but it was really powerful during the show anyway the the heinz uh campaign is uh showing like um these various foods and then it just says pass the heinz meaning that you're already committing so this is you know what would what would finish it the heinz you know so uh the funny thing about it though is that in the show um they passed on the ad campaign and now technically 50 some years later which is not really true but 50 some years later heinz is now taking the ad campaign, putting it up on billboards in New York, and attributing uh, Sterling Cooper Draper Price, which was the ad house in Mad Men that pitched the ad. So you have a fake show, or I should say, not a fake show because Mad Men was a show, but you have a scripted show that involved real product pitches, and then you have a real product that's using a, a fake pitch and a real ad campaign. I don't, like, that's, it's confusing. Yeah, that's but, pretty crazy. Yeah, um, so I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. Um, I'm, it makes me wonder if the rest of the companies will jump in and be like, you know what, those ad campaigns were pretty good, Let, let's use them. <laughs> yeah. um, Thanks, Mad Men. What, which is interesting, because they actually did a campaign, they were trying to land Jaguar as a, as a client in the show, uh-huh. and the behind-the-scenes stuff of why they didn't get Jaguar or why they did was really rocky. And Jaguar kind of was like, eh. Like they didn't, they didn't really react negatively to Mad Men kind of paying Jaguar to negative light in the '60s. So it was really interesting that they were kind of indifferent to it, huh. and and because some of the people that worked for Jaguar in the show were really kind of there was there were some uh, dirty dealings going on. So I thought that was interesting that they took the bold step of picking a real car manufacturer and you know setting up a plot line where it didn't go so well. Huh. Um, I know. I you, never watch. I never watch Mad Men. Mad Men. I, no, that's not true. I watched like the first season. I think it, it's it's a good show. I think it's it's actually one of my one of the best shows I've ever seen. Don't go in expecting like resolution in terms of like character arcs. Like there's a little bit, but there's not like a big like aha pay yeah, payoff. You know, and it's more about for me. It was more like the journey. It felt like they stuck a camera in the '60s because I know Matthew um, uh, Weiner wanted to um, get like every detail right. And, and so when you're watching this, there's no winking towards the future. There's no like that JFK is going places, you know, or like, what if we go to the moon? Like, there's none of that talk. It's all yeah. very grounded in what was going on at the time. And it felt very like there was no like the, 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 the way the writing was going. It act, it was almost like they didn't know the future. And it was kind of it was oh, really good. But mm-hmm. anyway, so, uh, yeah, uh, a show about ads gets one of their ads run later. So I thought that was funny. Um, speaking of reusing things. <laughs> Uh, we just found a story here. There's the movie Life. That's the sci-fi movie with Ryan Reynolds and uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. So you have the Prince of Persia and uh, Deadpool in the uh, same movie. Who else is in that? Oh, um, I don't remember. Sorry. I, know there, <laughs> I, know, I just know there. Well, I know there's three people on the poster, and I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they <laughs> they they literally reused a shot from Spider-Man 3 uh, as a crowd reaction shot. So It looks like they used a different take. 
like because it looks like some of the extras are standing in a different position. Yeah, there's there's a different extra in between two different extras, but clearly the same people, same background. Um, lighting's a little bit different, but I think that's more of a saturation to match. Like they probably did some color uh, timing, but then there's a subway map in the background that's identical. You know, it's like yeah. so. It's not. It's not like they're trying to pay homage to Spider-Man Three of all the movies to pay homage to. That's right. not really the one you want. That's right? just funny. But the fact that somebody caught that is what's kind of amazing. Yeah, and I like the quote here. They're like, um, "This what was it? The guy, uh, his explanation for finding it out. He's like, I used to watch Spider-Man Three a lot as a kid before I realized how terrible it was. And he's like, and I have a pretty good memory for small details like that. So it's like, oh, like it just he he used to watch this a lot as a kid. Joe, how old were you when Spider-Man 3 came out? You weren't a kid. No, I was like, I, what, 26? Maybe, yeah. 27? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, um, you know, what's funny is I'm, I'm kind of like that with move, some movies, too. Like, I don't need to see much context for a movie to know what movie it is. Yeah. Like, like we went to um, we went to one of the bars on uh, uh, East 4th. Uh, was it East 4th? East 6th. I can never. I always get them mixed up. I don't know. West 6th. I don't know. It's the one where the corner alley is. <laughs> oh, you don't know downtown that well. Okay, sorry. I I know of the Cleveland. I don't yeah. I don't go downtown anyway and, and pay a lot for drinks. So we went in there and they have like they have like all these VHS tapes like on the walls and stuff. I I can't remember the name of the bar off the top of my head. I know somebody will be like, oh, that's 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 you know, but they were playing Godzilla, the Matthew Broderick Godzilla movie okay. on the screens, and it was the scene where nothing had happened yet, but it's the guy fishing on the pier before Godzilla shows up. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And I, I was like, I've seen this movie one time when I was like in high school, and I looked at it, I was like, oh, they're watching Godzilla. Like, and they're <laughs> right? like... But it, 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 you're right, things like that will stick in my head where I'm like, that must be what that is, yeah. right? Um, I'm thinking about like footage that's been reused in other movies. There was um, a shot in um, Transformers Dark of the Moon that was um there was a bit where they're going down a highway and some of the 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 robots were chasing the good guys and there was a truck that had these um that got split in two by something i forget what but it's the exact same sequence from the island yeah i remember reading about that and if you look at the movies you like they map the destruction around the transformers where it looked it looked good and everyone's accusing bay of ripping himself off and it turns out that that while shooting that action sequence Someone actually got injured. I don't know if someone someone might have died. So it's like they didn't really want to go back and try to reshoot it. They're like, what do we do? And I was like, that seems like a, actually a pretty good idea. Right. And, and it's not like you're taking it from another movie. You're taking it from a movie you directed. So technically you directed it. Yeah, that's true. I mean, even if you end up using... Because, I mean, using footage from other things has happened a lot. I mean, especially, you know, you go... There's a lot of footage that's been reused multiple times. I remember, like, there was a TV episode of Quantum Leap I once, once watched where there was a car chase that was taken from a movie, and they just made sure that that Sam jumped into the right color truck to take off, and they just took some of the footage from that movie into the car chase. It's like, yeah, I mean, it happens. Hollywood magic. Right, so... Right. Uh, we, but we thought that was funny. It's just like of all the movies to take something from Spider-Man 3. And also, they're probably thinking, you know what? No one's going to notice if we take something from Spider-Man 3. Like, Topher Grace could be in this movie in life. Everyone's like, where have I seen him before? I don't know. I don't know. You know, anyway. So I thought that was funny. Um, and then the last the last story we're going to mention here is not a funny story. It's actually quite sad. So I don't know why we keep coming up with sad stories. Sad stories. Um, news. But um, this was this, posted already to our Facebook page. Yeah, we today. had this on our Facebook today. So go ahead. No, I just it's about a guy who uh, had been playing Destiny since beta, uh, and he ends up having cancer over the course of four years, like mm-hmm. getting better, getting ill, getting better. Mm-hmm. And but this was like his one like through line was playing Destiny with his friends, and also it was a way for him to be online and not have to talk about cancer, and he could still just be himself, you know, yeah. like and kind of have like so. Uh, the whole story here, which like it's on our Facebook page, is it's really, really, actually a really good read. It's a really sad read. But there's something in Destiny called the Lighthouse, yeah, which is I guess a place that you can only go to if you are really successful in the Trials of Cyrus. Yeah, they had uh, a three v three player versus player mode called Trials of Cyrus. So you had to go through nine matches undefeated um, without a break. Well, you could take a break, but I'm just saying you you can't like just stop and then play. You like, can't go off and do something else. You can't go off, you. You, you can, but, like, you can't lose one out of those nine. Okay. So you had to go, like, on a streak of 9-0. and oh. um, And that was very competitive, more competitive than most of the PvP, because I played a lot of PvP in Destiny. I was not very good at Trials of Osiris, because there were a lot of people in there that were just... Because, you know, you had these synced-up teams of three, like, people 
knew each other's play style. You could rely on your other two teammates, that type of thing. Um, it was hard to get to the lighthouse. I know people who did get to the lighthouse, but when you got to the lighthouse, basically that's where you got your, your better loot. You know, okay. there was a chest waiting there for you. Um, so yeah, they, uh, this guy, he, he really wanted to go to the lighthouse. And I think the cool thing that I really liked about this story was, um, you know, I started reading it and I was kind of like, you know, I was like, okay, this is sad. But I'm like, but I can already kind of tell where this is going. Um, as to like a make a wish foundation type thing where mm. Destiny's going to be like, you know what? We're going to make this guy's dream come true and we're just going to let him go to the lighthouse. Like Destiny's going to take him there. Like Bungie's going to, um, Bungie's going to like override the game and just make it so he can get there. And then John Cena will be there too because he's all about make a wish. Right. John Cena would be at the lighthouse. But um, what ended up happening is they reached out to a. Um, uh, 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 like a Twitch player, was it a Twitch player? I don't know. Yeah, yeah someone who does like live streaming that is really good at. He does live PvP. streaming, and his friends reached out, uh, free, reached out to this guy. And at first, the guy was kind of skeptical because you know he gets like requests from people all the time, be like, "Hey, can you help me do this?" Blah blah blah. So you know they validated their story, and then like he decided to help him. So like literally, what they did was this uh, this this Twitch streamer who's really really good at Destiny PvP. And one of his friends that he he plays Trials of Osiris with um, decided to carry uh, what was the guy's name Mike? Yeah, they carried Mike through nine games of the Trials of Osiris. So to like kind of put that in a little bit of perspective, they, that's a huge know, handicap. It was a huge camp handicap because they were down a man because Mike was there, but Mike was really not like contributing as much as like somebody that and he was still going through chemo yeah. too, and it's like he could only play for a certain amount of time to get woozy, and he even knew. Like reading the article here, where yeah. he's like, "I hope to do some damage," and it's like, didn't really happen, but he tried, and it's like they right. knew already there was a detriment because they're going to be kind of a man down. Yeah, you know. But they were able to pull it off. Um, he streamed it. You know, everybody was there when they were streaming with Mike. I thought it was really cool that they they um, what was the charity that they had uh, for his stream? Does it say on there? Uh, it's in here somewhere. Um, uh, Make a wish for Make a Wish. They did a stream. The stream was basically a charity to, for Make a Wish. Um, because this this uh, this Twitch streamer basically made a wish happen on on his own terms without the Make a Wish Foundation, so yeah, it was kind of cool. It's just, it's just cool because I mean, in the, if you want to get even like symbolic, the idea that this the one thing this guy wanted the most was to get to the lighthouse, that seems very like poetic mm-hmm. in the sense of this like that this is thing on the beacon and <laughs> the horizon, and he just he may not have enough time, but he wants to get there, and his friends help him get there. And again, I'm just getting like kind of chills thinking about that because it's actually one of those like, oh, sad, like, like, I mean, I know I'm uh, a sarcastic son of a gun on here, but I could cry too, you know, and this one gets to me uh, just like when you, you see the stories of uh, like the fans that aren't going to quite make it to the next Star Trek or Star Wars. Yeah. And they have like, you know, they, they kind of rush them to get them a working print so they could see it. Like, I know there was a story and this, this one is just a hammer to the heart is uh, there was a kid who loved the Pixar movies and he wasn't going to be able to see up. And so they brought it and they showed it to him. But at that time he couldn't even really see. So they sat in the room and talked to him about everything going on the screen at the time. And it's like, and the kid like died like the next day or two. And you're like, oh, son of a gun, you know, like it's just, and then and like a movie like up, which already has a built in button to make you ball your eyes out. Then just knowing that there was like, just, uh, I just, yeah. I, I could only ever hope that if something was to happen to me, where I could, I knew I had, I had a ticking clock and knew that things were not going to go the way I'd hoped that if I ever had any type of desire for one last thing that I'd be able to do it. And that sounds very selfish, but we all have our, our hopes and dreams and yeah. things we want to like our own lighthouse. Right. Well, that's why they and, have things like make a wish. So yeah, it's just, I mean, not everybody gets those chances though. And everybody gets those opportunities. No. And, um, you know, I don't know, like I just, uh, man, like it's, it's a good story because he he got his friends like the community got together and it had a, 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 like an outcome that he was not expecting and then like the story ends with him they said that when he was actually in the hospital the last time I want to say his wife or his friends saw him still holding like his hands were in the, the position of the controller and they asked him what he's doing he's like I'm playing my game so it's like even as he was on the way out mentally everything shutting down he was still thinking about destiny and I have a feeling that my I'll be like my shaman on the way out you know. <laughs> Um, it's just, it's, oh man, like, you know, it's, it's a good story. It reminds you also like the enjoyment that you have is also sometimes it's also really important because it does help people get through. 
and you just don't know. I, I, I just I don't know how else to to give the story heft because it has plenty on its own. Oh you yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, that's that's a sad story. Uh, Sorry, not all good news. Not all good news. I told you we were going to change the bump. <laughs> oh, I I almost played the game over, man. Music from oh, Sega, no. from Sega Rally. Oh, that no. been, been been like, oh, that's sad news. Game over, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <anyway>. Yep. <laughs> oh, oh man. Right. Anyway. I'm glad we still have the Sega Rally button. I kept it because I told you, like, I love it. It's amazing. It's the. <laughs> it's such when, a great game over. <laughs> it's a great game over, and it's so upbeat and happy. You're so. like, you don't feel bad after losing. No, you don't. You no. just you're like, you know then what? I, I look forward to losing. <laughs> that needs to be incorporated in every game, right? Um, well, uh, do you do you remember? Could you imagine if that played every time you died in Overwatch? Oh man, I'd be so tired <laughs> of that. Some of that music. I die in Overwatch a lot. I know. <laughs> I. I know that I could be a beneficial character in that game and helping people support wise, but if it's on me to try to take out entire rooms of, of enemies, then you're, you're looking the wrong direction, you know? And I feel mm-hmm. bad about that. I try to keep my, my deaths down, but there's just some times where it's like you run out of the room and you're done and you're done and you're done. And I don't know what, like, I guess I'm just the easy target. Well, man, if you're playing support, they're going to take you out. That's true. Like, I think anybody that plays a Reaper automatically just sniffs it out on me. And, like, I just, I keep hearing the Reaper around me. And they know, you know. Uh, so, anyway. Oh, when I play, I, I single people out. I'm like. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess it makes sense. I mean, I usually play support like Lucio. Um, and I, but I don't know. Like, I think Lucio is my favorite support character right now. And I'll play Mercy, too. But you're right. Like, I try to stay behind. And of course, they all just kind of turn and look at me, and I'm like, I gotta go, I gotta go, yeah. But I'm I, not whenever that I play Mercy, I always feel like a three year old in the grocery store. Like <laughs> I'm like healing someone, and then as soon as I get attacked, and it's like they're all over there. I'm like, I can't fly to anybody. I need an adult. I need an adult. <laughs> like people are killing me. I'm like, your support is dying. Yeah. So all right, uh, all but right. If, if game over, yeah, I played every time I died in Overwatch. The world would be tired of hearing that music. So all right, yeah. and enough about about game over. Let's let's just get to this. And now for our feature presentation. So Joe had mentioned to me the idea because after we um, did uh, did not stay at the concoction for very long, we like I said we traveled to different comic book shops and uh, bought some things, talked to some people. It was it was a good time. It was kind of like our. It was kind of like we made our own mini con because going into different comic book shops, like we went into. Um, uh, North, North Coast Nostalgia, North North, uh, North Coast Nostalgia, which is in Parma on Ridge Road, um, really nice shop. Uh, it's it's small, it's kind of tucked away. Um, they've got a lot of cool stuff in there. I know uh, the owner; he does deal in like a lot of different comics you don't see there. Like they obviously mm-hmm. carry your normal weekly stuff, um, but they did have a booth at Wizard World last year. They won't be there this year, according to the guy we talked to. Um, but they do deal in, in like graded like rare books to find and things like mm-hmm. that, which is kind of cool because um, there's a there's a lot of places out there that don't do that. Um, but they, they had a nice setup. There were a lot of cool things there and there we checked out. Um, I can't remember what we were looking at behind the counter and you were like, oh, check that out. Well, there's a couple of things. One, he had the, the WWE pint glasses that yeah. I'm just like, like. I, I, I unironically want them. Like, I think they're great. Like, you see a Seth Rollins pint glass, you got to get that, you know? Which um, we had an interesting conversation with him about wrestling. And I know you guys get a little little upset about wrestling, but, like, wrestling, we, when we talked to him about it, it was, he's like, yeah, he felt the same way. He was just like, I never really kind of was like, that wasn't on my radar. But then, like, more and more people just started to kind of talk about it, and I, I started to realize that it's like, Comics and wrestling are one and the same in terms of like people like one, they like the other because of the stories and the characters. And like, you're always waiting for the next fight and you want to yeah. see what develops. And then they, and he's like, Yeah, they dress like superheroes. They dress like superheroes yeah, and, so. and they're like modern day superheroes. You know, they're these super athletes who fly through the air. And then it's just like, there's always some ridiculous story about, you know, somebody like stealing somebody's girl or something yeah. stupid. It's soap opery. But I mean, it is kind of like comic books. But anyway. Yeah. But yeah, he had this paint glass. There was also that, uh, uh, who framed Roger Rabbit? Like, um, like bank or something that was like Jessica Rabbit, and I'm like, I'm glad that my wife's not here because we'd be oh, yeah. walking out with that. But uh, so as we're like doing the rounds, like talking to people, uh, you know, giving out some cards, shaking hands, kissing babies, whatever. Um, we we were talking about the idea of collecting because what we were trying to do, or what I was trying to do, is um, there is a Marvel Legends figure that's been released recently of Darkhawk, and we've talked. I think we talked about it on the show. 
I've been trying to hunt this down. I've not found one yet. Yeah. And I don't want to give it an order online because I feel like to me that's giving up. Like that's the easy win. I mean, yeah. I'm, but if I can't find it, I will eventually order online. But I want to physically be in the store and be like, they stock. You Darkhawk. found the gem. You yeah. found like it's like a it's a quest. Yeah, it's a quest. You know, like if you could phone in every quest, it would it would not be really worth it. Yeah, absolutely. The game wouldn't be fun. Yeah. So I wanted to do that, and then uh, and so we started talking about the idea of collecting and collectibles. And I found well, a, 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 um, a video. I sorry, I just want to mention where this a guy. He is so obsessed with Batman that he turned like his basement into like a like a Batman like a bat den, and he has like this whole secret uh, uh, bookcase thing where he presses the bust like the button in the bust like mm-hmm. in the, the Adam West show. It opens up for a full theater with leather seats and all this. Guy spent he said he thinks about one hundred twenty thousand on Batman stuff. Wow! And he has like one of the suits from The Dark Knight. He has a grapple gun, and there's this. I didn't watch the whole video, but there's definitely a bit where he's sitting in his theater with his two kids that are dressed as Batman, and his wife who's wearing like a, wearing like a Batman pajamas. And I could, I just for a second, oh. I'm just like, she is miserable. Oh, she, I, <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were gonna say she was wearing just like, like, like some khakis and like, oh yeah, like a sweater and like, it's like, just, like, just like a small Superman shirt on. Just well, like, no, Screw like, you. like she's the only there. She's the only person there not dressed in anything Batman related. Yeah. She's just like, I have to be in the Batcave with the kids and the husband. It seemed like she was like zero interest anyway. And yeah. uh, but that's that is to me. I don't know how far I could go with the love of something yeah you know um i i talk about like i'm i even capped myself out at a lot of stuff like i'm a huge star star wars fan and i know there's a limit to my fandom like there was a time like i still have like a box i think i have a box and a half of just action figures that i collected in my 20s and i started to realize i'm like god i was like i just look at these and there's a couple that i kept like they were the um uh, the Force Star Wars. It wasn't called Force Unleashed. Was it called? No, it was Star Wars Unleashed or something like that. But they were really nice, detailed figures, and I had quite a few of them. But like after a while, I was just like, these are taking up so much space. And then like, um, I kept a couple out. Like I have my Vader's out. Like I have a lot of my Vader stuff out in my man cave. But got my Vader's out. Got my Vader's out. <laughs> yeah, I have a lot of different Darth Ro- Vader. Rolling stuff. deep with my Vader's. Like anytime I'd find something different. Like I remember the first time I went to Disney World, they had a these collectible pins and then they had like this race car that i bought and it was just like all this i'm like oh it's darth vader related um but you know that you know when we went out to those 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 comic shops because we went to ground zero and strongsville also and they had a lot of funko pops like Mm -hmm. like we've been to like you know i've gone in and seen like different areas of funko pops but they had a lot of unique ones that i've kind of never seen before just some cool ones that we saw yeah like i um i i bought a nick valentine from fallout 4 for my wife it's favorite favorite character from fallout 4 there's funko pop of that and then i found an alien queen from aliens and i was like okay fine i'll buy that too like i See, i guess it's just one of those things where i'd be grudgingly lose buying these things and it's just like not th- not the not the nick valentine because i want to get that as a gift but there's a couple where it's like i know if i don't get it like i'm gonna be like you know i'm gonna be mad that i don't have that and i can't tell you why I don't have a good discernible reason why the moment that I knew that there was an Alien Queen Funko Pop, I had to have it, though I generally don't like Funko Pops. Right. I don't I, I don't know why that is. See, and, and there's a lot more stuff, and I'm curious to see, like, you know, people like that listen to the show, like, what what they have that they're, that they love to collect. You know, like, I obviously, I collect comic books. Like, one of my friends, he, he reads a lot of comics, but he doesn't, he has digital comics. Mm-hmm. You know, he doesn't he doesn't physically collect books. I like going to the store. I like picking up the books. I like collecting them. Um, I get excited when one of them gets a little bit of value, you know, yeah. like like it's kind of cool. It's like you can kind of say, oh, I got the first appearance of Spider-Gwen or, you know, and that only came out a couple years ago. And I was lucky enough to nab a copy off of the shelf versus like how I tracked down Amazing Spider-Man 300 that you know that's another thing that that that, that falls into this wheelhouse about. It's like, why would I pay that money? for that book you know so yeah and like i was thinking about this too like um i was talking about this uh with with uh with mary because i was talking about the nature of collecting and she's like well i collect pez and she does she collects pez dispensers and the, the funny thing is though she has some of them in their like packaging and then some not so it's like i don't know where the value is with those but she yeah. but every like i just know that if i'm the kind of the doghouse if i show up with the pez dispenser things are going to go a little better you know <laughs> Um, but it's like well, I bought her find some Pez at Wizard World. I'm sure they got cool. Yeah, Pez stuff I maybe, but I don't know how much that stuff costs, right? So, because yeah. I know there's actually like Pez conventions. Have you seen the Alien one? No, there's an Alien one in the. Uh, 
damn it, I don't want to know that. Like, I don't, because I'll buy it, you know? But, um, <laughs> so, like, I just, I'm just trying to think of, like, the things I've been compelled to buy. Like, I know when we first started the show and I set up this, this, uh, tiny room as an office and slash recording area, the one of the things I absolutely, I just couldn't get out of my head that I had to have is my Infinity Gauntlet bank. Yeah. I don't know why, because I thought that just made a statement of, like, we're here and no one can see it. But to me, it's awesome. I look at it, I see the gems, and it's a plastic gauntlet I paid 20 bucks for. But I, I think it somehow this it felt like this is what I want in my room and this is it, you know. And I don't really collect I don't really collect collections of things anymore. Like I mean, I, yeah, I do. I guess I buy comics. It's like I bought the most recent uh, volume of Saga. It's not because I want to have the whole collection. It's just because I'm reading you the book. You want to read it, yeah. So by default, I will eventually have the whole collection. You know, so I just I don't know. Like I I um I have my favorite Doctor Sonic screwdrivers now. I'm not going to buy all of the Sonic screwdrivers. And I can't believe it's like I actually said that statement out loud. I would have passed Paul would have been like, you have what? You know, but I, I, I like Doctor Who so much now that I'm like, I have the screwdrivers. But I don't have like I don't actively seek out pieces, parts, which I know people like um like uh, a friend of the show, uh, Jonathan, he loves Funko Pops and he will go buy them and he'll keep them in the box and yeah. then keep them in a closet. And I just don't understand that. Like a that, lot of people yeah. at uh, MegaCon when I went to see Stan Lee, a lot of people had Funko Pops for him to sign. Yeah, I was surprised. Well, I mean, I guess having him sign one is different. Like when we were at Wizard World last year, the people in front of us to meet Brett Spiner had two Data ones that he that he signed. Yeah, and at the box, like they yeah, take yeah. them out of the box, but he signed no, the box. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, they were all in the box. But I'm thinking that's either hopefully someone really enjoys the character and got to meet him because that's that's the whole thing is like, or are they keeping it for value? See, um, I'd like to find one of the. I haven't met anybody at. Uh, well, obviously, I'm meeting Stan and having him sign my book. But like, I'd like to meet a celebrity and have them sign something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, who played the character? Like Lou Ferrigno is going to be at Wizard World. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it would be cool to have like, I don't know, a, an issue of Hulk that I like, like World War Hulk or something like that, and have him sign that. You know, granted, that's not like that's not like a huge, you know, rare book, but. It's it's cool enough. It's one of my favorite Hawk stories, and to have you know, if I can't get, uh, I think uh, was it Greg Pak wrote that, probably or yeah, Mark Mark Millar, Greg Pak, Greg Pak probably, but um, you know, if I can't get them to sign it, I think it would be cool to get Lou Ferrigno to sign something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or like Anthony Mackie, like I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't have Anthony Mackie sign the first appearance of Falcon, but like if there was a cool like that Captain America where he takes over the the mantle, the shield, like yeah. that would be sweet. I you know if I wanted to pay the, it's probably like like a hundred and fifty bucks to meet Anthony Mackie, but like I would take that in. I have that issue. I'd be like, could you sign this for me? Like I think it'd be cool to have that issue signed by Anthony Mackie. Yeah, it's just because so. I mean that that's a nice association, but. Um, so I wonder about the nature of collecting, and because I know I know people that are just obsessed with some of the stuff where they got to get them all, and it's like and that's yeah. like a Pokemon thing. But I I think Funko Pops get that way because that's a that, I think that's the like remember the Beanie Baby craze. I was about to mention that yeah, like the Funko Pops are definitely a generational Beanie Baby thing. Um, but I don't I I'm really glad I didn't get hooked in by Funko Pops because I could see how it would be easily hooked in like as I've gotten older I do want all this stuff I just (laughs) I try to be I'm like I don't know if I'm more like adult about it where I'm like you don't have room for these things you know why you have two boxes action figures in the basement like you you know know, why you have a stack of prints from last year's Wizard World you haven't put them up yet right I still have a lot of prints that I haven't put up and I need to like I need to go buy for anyway I keep telling myself I'm not gonna buy prints this time I'm probably I'm totally gonna buy prints this weekend (laughs) like I don't like well there my walls are a little bare in my man cave because like now I actually have decent wall space so yeah but you're not gonna make it to a spider-man cave and spend like 120,000 and make it like red and blue and I don't actually have any spider-man up in my I, I, oh no i have my my magazine my comics up yeah i do have a i do have that neil adams picture up that i got last year yeah and i have and i have mine up too and which is cool i mean and again that's just a print of one of his books that he signed yeah. you know like so there there is some value in the sense that you have a creator or an artist sign something like that but i feel like so if if our life is finite and we're not around for the like forever right like we have one life and all that and as we just talked about going to the lighthouse um there's going to be a time where I'm not around anymore and my Neil Adams signed Havoc picture is probably not going to be anything to anybody else. You know, like unless someone happens to be like, I know that guy, I'm, I'm taking that for myself. And I'll be like, I'll haunt them from the grave. That's yeah. what will happen. But well, like, I just, I feel like you kind of do run into that. Yeah. Cause there's going to be a lot of like a lot of the, the value 
of the collecting, like finding a dark hawk out in the wild, <laughs> stalking the wild dark hawk. Yeah. Versus ordering one, like you're right, it's it's the quest, it's the adventure. That's where the value comes from for me. Right. Um, which I don't know why that in particular is the one thing I want to find out 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 there, but whatever. Um, it, it's interesting what people will pay for that has so much value to them, but the moment that it's not around them, and if it's anywhere near somebody that has no point of reference, it's valueless. That's how, that's like, I guess my struggle with Amazing Spider-Man, because like a lot of people that know about it, like when I was going through it and I was just like, you know, do I buy it again, blah, 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 and it's like, why would I, why I, you know, like looking from the outside in, I would argue with myself about that, you yeah. know, but like I placed a value on it because it was such a huge part of my childhood, you yeah. know? So, I mean, there, you have things that have value, like, uh, I don't want to say like the populace or any, or, or collectors assign, but collectors do assign things value. You know, you have your baseball cards and stuff like that, or the comic books, you know, comic books are assigned value. It's like, you know, things increase in value as as people become more aware of them. I mean, you could you look at like um, I remember uh, before they announced a Black Panther movie, you could probably snag uh, the first appearance of Black Panther, which was a Fantastic Four book, um, for like eighty five dollars. Yeah, which which is which is reasonable. I mean, good luck finding it for less than maybe four or five hundred now. Yeah, that know? makes sense. I mean, so like yeah. like that those those type of values increase. And 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 don't listen to me like like collecting comic don't know <laughs> collecting comic books is not a wise investment by the way like it's, well especially it, now that like we're what sixty uh, some years yeah. seventy past like well plus like we're, we're in a digital age because well, that too but I know. mean now that they know that like like you just because you happen to have Spider Gwen and 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 Silk and all that and Gwenpool and all that that is like these companies know that if they if if they have that one out there people are going to jump on it and it might and they think oh it might be worth something yeah as opposed to like the first appearance of black panther of course you know stan lee and steve ditko had high hopes for it but you didn't know right you know they just wanted to sell more comics they didn't want to like say this is going to be a lot more valuable than the previous issue of Fantastic yeah nobody Four. nobody writes a comic like that and says that this character is going to first appear here and then this character is going to blow up and everybody's going to want this book yeah you so, know um, and now i feel like that there's an eye towards collecting uh, for that versus like for value versus like importance. I don't, I don't know how to describe that because I because I feel like you're right. Like that's a very. Are you, do you mean like okay like like somebody who's a big like Spider Man fan like like us? You know, uh, you know they come out with uh, characters like like Silk and um, Spider Gwen. Mm -hmm. So like these are probably other than Jessica Drew being Spider Woman. These are probably the two first uh, spider female characters that popped up mm -hmm. ever, you know. So it's kind of a big deal. So you know, like to me, that's why I graded those and collected those, mm -hmm. you know, because I I like the characters. But to somebody who's just like, this is the first time this ever happened, and this this character is getting a lot of popularity on the internet, so I'm going to grab the book. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. You know, or somebody who uh, like Walking Dead. Like I know somebody's out there that has the first issue of Walking Dead, and they got it. And they covet it because they loved what Robert Kirkman did and the story. And then all of a sudden it became a TV show. And now good luck trying to find a, a, a highly graded copy of The Walking Dead first yeah. issue. You know, it's like it, it's probably exponentially grown in the past like five, six years or well, like seven. Even like the whole argument of like your Star Wars figures, are they out of the box? Yes, they are out of the box. Yeah, the ones okay. So like, because they they had value to you to be like, I'm I'm vadering up right now. There are all these vaders going on right oh, now. Oh yeah, whatever, we have tea parties right? and everything. Yeah, right. It's amazing. <laughs> just sit them all around the table. Yeah, they just take turns lifting the the teapot by with their mind. Um, but yeah, like I feel like um, there is Thought that like I can see that yeah where you buy things it's like well this is supposed to be preserved and it's like and i feel like that robs <sighs> kind of the fun of it like i do have a roshack figure sitting at my desk at work that's in its box just because i didn't know what else to do with it and, yeah. and it has a cool watchman box and it's like it's a cool looking setup the way it is not because i'm like you know i really want my roshack to go and play with the rest of my toys on my desk you know it's just kind of i just never bothered opening well it. like with my star wars figures the reason they're open is because i think they look more dynamic like out and yeah. like displayed versus like the packaging and the the plastic the clear plastic whatever gi joe shield that they have to hold them in there um but i know i know some people that wouldn't take those things out of the box i mean i, I there are comics that i've bought uh that are bagged that i don't open and then i buy one to open you know just 
just because, um, you know, and same thing with like figures and stuff like that. Like, I mean, I'm going to probably track myself down a dark Hawk figure. Am I going to open it? I don't know. Maybe. I mean, like, look, 20 years from now, you're going to have the valuable one. And I'm just going to be a hobo with my dark Hawk figure out of the box. But the thing with dark Hawk is, is like, you know, we, we like that obscure character a lot and it wouldn't mean anything to anybody else. Like if somebody walked, I mean, I do have one other friend who really does like dark Hawk. So I can't say that, but if if somebody walked into my office and they saw a dark hawk figure on the wall, they wouldn't think twice and be like, "Oh, it's still in the box. Yeah, cool." You know, like. But if he was just out, like striking a pose, like about to shoot you with his amulet, like, yeah, it's the same thing. It it means the same to me. Yeah, you know, like, and uh, honestly, I tell you, you know, it's funny. I I try not to get caught up in the comic grading, uh, but I do, and. Well, you you had one particular time where I can understand why you were frustrated with it. Yeah, the one time was pretty frustrating. But <laughs> but I I mean, what you pay to get those graded, it doesn't hurt. Plus, like I'm going to spend like 30 30 35 dollars on a solid slab to put this thing in. So, why don't I spend another 20 bucks to get it graded and sealed? Yeah. So, that's why I grade most of my stuff that I really want to keep um but I mean, I know people who, I mean, like Beanie Babies, like people when they collected them, some people collected them for money. Some people collected them because they liked them. I mean, there were specific, like, you know, I needed to have all the cat Beanie Babies or all the dog Beanie Babies. Yeah. You know, it was like maybe they focused in on certain things. Like some people collect things like the Funko Pops. There's so many. But it's like everybody has to get every variant of Supernatural and Walking Dead because, you know, they have different ones. And same with Star Wars. There's Vader with the helmet. There's Vader without the helmet. You know, so... Um, I th- but I feel like that that uh, makes artificial inflation of the market. It absolutely that, does. That's that how Funko they sell says, that. Oh, though. there might be one out there that's going to be different than the rest, right? And then that one makes that one worth more than the rest of them. But when you had like um, this print um, Star Wars figure in the eighties, like that was not in- that was an not accident, intentional, yeah. And that's like you know, if you kept that, then congratulations, you have a lot of money. Well, misprints are another thing. Like well, I would, you know be- what I mean, like a variant or something that wasn't really yeah. a plan to be. Oh, this is going to be the one that brings all well, the variant money. covers. That I mean, comic yeah. book variant covers. That's another thing. They do tons of variant covers. Um, you know, and I'm I'm a sucker and guilty for that. Like I started my comic file back up recently and one of the things i put down on my comic file is they're running uh, an event right now where they're doing variant covers of venom symbiotes i'm a huge venom fan and um like their specific uh books like totally awesome hawk with like amadeus cho and he's got a symbiote on him like on the cover like they did this with like a couple of different issues and i i just like i don't care what book it is just if it's venom just give me it because those are unique with the when the um, Jim Lee relaunched, well, they relaunched the X Men in the nineties. Yeah, with the five gatefold. Yeah, did you get all five of those? Because I had to get all five no, of them. I didn't collect a lot of uh, like. Unit. I don't have it now. I collected a lot. I had well, I had a lot of fo- no, I had a lot of foils, but I didn't yeah. collect that. But it's like, oh, you gotta get the whole cover. You gotta get it. And it's like, and I got it. So it's like it was five issues of the same book, and they just made a bigger cover. Like that is. Like I know we kind of keep dancing around. That's a topic I want to get into is how 90s kind of ruined a lot of that with the whole... It got like, heavily marketed with the way it was. Yeah. yeah. Um, but with with collectibles, you have you have things that are... Like you have people who collect stuff for literal, literal investments. They want to turn around and they want to sell their, their action comics number one. Um, there are people that would put action comics number one on a pedestal and let their children starve. But... Like with with some things, it's all about what it's what it's valued to you, which we've talked about this before. You know, it's like if something is important to you, you'll pay whatever it is, you know, to have it. Yeah, um, because it has meaning to you. And I I think that's the best value. I mean, like if if somebody could offer me Action Comics number one, and I'd be like, yeah, but it wouldn't hold anything other than that money value to me because I'm not a Superman fan. Yeah, it makes me think of um, Throw Mama from the Train whenever uh, uh, Dan DeVito shows Billy Crystal his. uh, uh, his coin collection and he brings out all his coins and it's like hey, these are just regular coins and it's like well what's going on here he's like this is the time my dad took me to the circus and it's like the the coins hold value because of the time in which he right. got them not the coins themselves are important so yeah. it's kind of a joke it's just a normal quarter but it shows how important they are to him then i yeah. think that's 
I I didn't think that was that much of a joke. I thought that was way more interesting. Because, well, I mean, the joke is that he has a coin collection, and right? It's not yeah. really, and and it is it's a collection really, of coins, but it's not it is, but valuable. It, coins. It's not what you would think it would be. You're yeah. right. You're right. But but no, like I to me, if somebody showed me a coin collection and they were like this, you know, this was the this was the quarter that I got back from the vending machine when my son was born. You know, like yeah. that that was like that's cool, you know. Yeah. I don't care about a doubloon that you found in the middle of the Indian Ocean, you know. Like, <laughs> oh, cool, a pirate had this. Nice. Yeah. Were you a pirate? Was this part of your booty? <laughs> I, don't I don't know. I mean, I guess again, that would be I mean, that a stuff, story to it, right? That but stuff is cool, I but I, but things I like things with stories and a lot of things with collecting, you know, like my amazing Spider-Man, it's like there's a story behind it. You know, I got it for my birthday when I was a kid, I was, and it was probably like the most exciting birthday present I had ever gotten. Like, yeah. you know, I was just, you know, I couldn't believe it, you know. So, um, but you know, I don't know. There's, there's a lot of things out there. I mean, people collect weird. People collect Cheetos. Like, yeah, I, but I'm just thinking, like, for the full on, I'm going to spend over hundred thousand dollars to to make a part of my house a thing. I don't know if I'll ever get there because I feel like my if love you got of a the character. Money. If you got the money, sure. But I mean, I'm clearly saying, that like, guy does. Or maybe that's just the one nice room in the house. I don't know. But uh, I mean, yeah, I feel like you. I feel like people can budget their collecting. I feel like that's kind of like like an important, not an important thing, but that's definitely a thing that you 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 know you budget your hobbies and collecting is a hobby. Yeah. So I guess that really all comes down to you should go to Wizard World this weekend because there's plenty of things to buy for the collectors. Yeah. Um, you got a hobby too much. Yeah, too yeah. much. You want to buy frosted pint glasses? You could do, that are all different things. You could do that if you. Yeah, it's um. There will be a number of prints that Paul will talk himself into, and then immediately be like, "Where am I going to put these?" That's what's going to happen. Um, I know what was it? I, I they're, right there, right there. Yeah, that whole wall, wall, that little area is still kind of empty. Yeah. I know. You can move the banner. I know. <laughs> put the banner I, in front of the blinds yeah i, I have my, i have i have space I, you're right i should buy more things i know <laughs> all right so anyway let us know like what's that one thing that you can't help but collect that you're just like oh i gotta get that, that or or the times where it's like you know i i know better but i'm gonna get this anyway and because that we're all guilty of that too let us know uh on our, our facebook page it's an invasion of the podcast we're on facebook we have invasion of the podcast.com there's we, a blog um, there yeah. that we're supposed to write on yeah, and we, that we've done a couple times. Yeah, You know what I just read? Uh, I just finished. Was the, it the blog? Did you read our blog? No, I've read our blog. <laughs> no, I just, I, I, I talked about this like 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 months ago, how I was like, I wish to start a blog. I write about my comics. I'm starting. So I'm starting to read comics again because I have money. And uh, the um, uh, I picked up the trade paperback of Glitter Bomb, which was interesting. I don't want to say it's good because it's only four issues. Well, do you want to maybe write up a, a post? Yeah, about I was that? gonna, okay. I was gonna blog about it. Um, but the best part of that whole trade, not that it was bad, was there's a piece at the end from a uh, um, a, a woman who worked in Hollywood. Her name, first name was Holly. I cannot remember her last name. Um, and she, there's four separate stories she had about like her career in Hollywood. Okay, and it was just amazing to like read those stories and and you could see how it related she didn't re, I don't, she really have anything to do with like the actual like she's not the writer or the artist of glitter bomb or anything i think she might have been a friend but like a, a kind of inspiration an for inspiration some of the because like uh, the whole the whole the whole thing is very very much a a poke on on the hollywood industry okay and how cor- not corrupt it is but how just people are terrible out you know there and the way they treat people and it's 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 got a very it's got a violent supernatural twist to it, so it's not just kind of like that. But it's a it's a it's a short it's a small press uh, image comics. Well, book. my challenge to you is to, to write about that on the blog, and then people can read it, and then also to watch the movie Starry Eyed. It's on Netflix, or it okay. used to be. It's kind of kind of the same vein. Okay, it's, and it's um, I would say that I, I like that movie for what it was trying to do. I don't know if I really necessarily agree with everything going on in it, but it was it was interesting. It was yeah. worth the time. If you like the idea of, of uh, Hollywood as corruption as a metaphor for supernatural, it's a, it's a good choice. I don't know if it's so much as the corruption, but just the be careful whose toes you step on. Okay. Saying. Be careful whose toes you step on because they might be holding up the ass you're kissing later or something. Okay, I think that's, that makes sense. I think that's a Hollywood phrase, but I guess like everybody just walks all over everybody out there. So. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, we have a blog. We will add to it. Um, like, and we, that's a Facebook page. We have our Twitter, which is Invading Podcast. Uh, also our Gmail. It's Invading Podcast Gmail. We have our Patreon. Um, this is how you guys can support us and make this show possible. 
by friends like you. Uh, it is patreon.com slash invasion of the podcast. You could donate as little as $1 a month or one doubloon a month. I don't know if they take doubloons. Um, but if you want to donate more, uh, that would be greatly appreciated. It helps us to cover the cost of the show. And if we get more monies, then we could do more things and have more fun for everybody. We can um, give stuff away. Yeah, we can give stuff away. Yeah, if, you, if you pledge $5, um, I will personally guarantee that you could pick a Wheel of Death we'll subjugate ourselves to. Um, so that's always fun because I know I have friends that have really, really bad senses of humor and would like to challenge me probably with some of these movies. Uh, so yeah, so check it out. It's patreon.com slash invasion of the podcast. And also, again, we're on iTunes, Stitcher, uh, Google Play. If you could go on there and give us uh, some five-star reviews, that would be amazing as well. That would help uh, spread the word and let more people know about about the show. We'd appreciate it. Yep. So, all right, now we got to get to the important stuff. Eventually. Time to play the game. Time to play the game. <laughs> Update on our bracket, our Adult Swim March Madness beatdown. So, whatever we else we're going to call it. We're down it. to the final four. Yes. So, in the first round, Space Ghost swept Harvey Birdman. Apparently, uh, Space Powers are... Better strong. than Bird, power, bird Be- Lawyer power, Powers? Better than Legal Powers. Um, uh, and then we had uh, Killface versus Master Shake, and Master Shake just... Nope. Uh, I, I don't like this one, but the people voted. I don't know, man. I, I mean, I know Shake's crafty. I Like I said in the, the post, I'm pretty sure the drizzle had something to do with it. Yeah. Um, and then we had uh, Rick Sanchez versus Captain Murphy, and as as chaos as much chaos as Captain Murphy could throw at him, Rick was prepared. So Rick uh, swept Captain Murphy, and then Doctor Girlfriend took on Nathan Explosion from Metalocalypse, and um, it was a pretty close fight. Uh, but Nathan Explosion came out on top. All right, so because uh, metal's pretty brutal. Yeah, the metal is brutal. Yeah. Uh, so what do we got for our next matchups for our so final next four? Matchup for the final four. It's Rick versus Master Shake, and then Space Ghost versus Nathan Explosion. Oh, that's some some uh, challenging fights there. So we're going to have those fights up on our Facebook page. Uh, please vote. This actually sounds like something that would lay out. Like, I could see Metalocalypse, or Death Clock, not Metalocalypse. Metalocalypse is a show. Death Clock is a band. Death Clock going on Space Ghost as a guest, a musical guest. And having a fight break and out. having a fight break out. And then I could and totally I could see Rick showing up to Aqua Teen's universe. Like, through the portal gun? Yeah, yeah. and hang out with Carl for a second. <laughs> yeah, so I can see that happening. So vote, um, determine who goes on to our championship round next week, and then we'll have our final two. Uh, so also, since we're going to Wizard World this weekend. Uh, and you are going to Wizard World. Yes, you should. Uh, we Even decided, if it's for a day. Yeah. It's a good time. But uh, we came up with a Wizard World bingo. It's yes. kind of like a little scavenger hunt. Um, I'm going to work on getting the printouts of the actual bingo card. Um, and if you see... Anybody there that looks like Paul with a Marvel supervillain, it could be me. <laughs> would, it, would it be great? I was wandering around like Doc Ock or something and be like, Joe, <laughs> yeah, it's Joe, not Joe. Not Joe. I this I just met this guy. Uh, but we'll hand him out too he while we're candy. there. Yeah. You can find us. So um, we're going to run down the, com- the B-I-N-G-O columns here. Um, so first off, your free space is Deadpool or Harley, Harley Quinn cosplay. Yeah. You see one of those? You got free, it. Yeah, free, free space. space. Now, we would like we would like to have some. Basically, what me and Paul are going to do is we're probably going to play this on Sunday. Um, and what we're going to do is we're going to go around. We're going to snap some picks and prove that we found these things on the the bingo card. If you want to take pictures and send them in, uh, post them on our Facebook page or tweet at us. Um, please do. Uh, you know, because then we could all play bingo together, and maybe there'll be some prizes. Um, but if you don't, you can, you can, you can still message us and you can still say, Hey, I, I, I totally saw. Yeah. Use the hashtag WW bingo. We'll be able, I think we should be able to find it that way. Oh, if okay. You, yeah. If you, yeah. WW bingo. For Wizard World bingo. All right. We'll yeah. do that. All right. So under the B column, uh, we have in the first corner, non-canon Sith Lord. So, you know, there's going to be people there like the 501st, they're going to be dressed up. Um, if but we're looking for someone that's like, I'm my own not, Sith. I am Darth yes. Steve. Yes. Darth Steve, not, uh, not Kylo Ren, not Darth Vader, Darth Maul, Darth Sidious, no. 
Not even Darth Talon or Darth Bane. See, he knows his Darths. Yeah. So, yeah. Darth Kyret. That'd be a really um, cool one. <laughs> that, yeah. No idea who you're talking about, um, but I, I will ask you to verify for me if they are non canon Sith. I will have the final say. Okay. Yes. So if you give me any, like, look any, at that. Look at this. any it's, red, it's Darth Jody. That's not one of them. Any uh, red and black Twi'lex, that's Darth Talon. Okay. All right. Um, I'm counting it as Darth Talon. <laughs> All right. Uh, this the second part. Um, steampunk cosplay. You should see somebody in steampunk. steampunk. Yeah, probably. Yeah, you should. Um, or if you get a photo of Becky Lynch and she's wearing the goggles, I'd say that counts. Yeah. Uh, and then we've got uh, the pop uh, pop culture car. There's a lot of pop culture cars going to be there. There's, uh, was it Thor from Supernatural? Um, That's the name of the car. I didn't know that was the name of the car. Yeah. Yeah. So the speed, the Mach 5 from Speed Racer is going to be there. Okay. Uh, the Sanford and Son uh, truck's going to be there. I think uh, either the Back of the Future vehicle or the um, one of the Batmobiles, like they've had those there before. Um, so yeah, find yeah. a pop culture vehicle, take a photo. Take a picture of it. Yeah. Um, Spock Vegas. Yeah. So he's a, he's a, he's a Spock cosplayer. He's a really tall guy. Uh, looks like Leonard, Leonard Nimoy. Um, yes. I've seen him at a couple of cons, so he's... Yeah, I, I don't know where he hangs out usually. I don't know if he has his own booth, but you should be able to find him. Yeah, because didn't we um, lose uh, Nimoy shortly after uh, one of the Wizard Worlds? It was like we saw him... We saw Spock Vegas, and then Nimoy passed away. I, don't, I, think, I think it was before. It was before, okay. Yeah. yeah. So if you see Spock um, Vegas, which you will, get a photo. <laughs> and then the last B corner is uh, anybody cosplayed as Rick or Morty. Yeah. Um, so, and then, uh, under the eye column, if you, if you find a Jerry, if you find someone that looks like a really good Jerry, they may not be cosplayers, like Jerry, like a good Jerry, or I even throw in a me seeks. If you, if there's a me seeks there, I will give you that space. You know what? I'll tell you what, we'll give you space. If it's a good, good, like Birdman or what if it's a Hammurabi <laughs> or, or a Mr. Uh, Poopy butthole? Yeah. Oh God. That okay. would be sweet. But we'll allow it. We'll it's allow fine. it. Yeah. So it'll count. Somebody who gets really creative, like Aberdoff Linkler, <laughs> uh, all right. Um, ghost in a jar. If you pull off Ghost in a jar, that'd be amazing. So I call him gender bend costume, either a guy dressed up as a female character or a girl dressed up as a guy character. So you got your, uh, I don't know. I'm trying to I, think. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's you'll, you'll know when you see it. Yeah. Like, I mean, and that's fine. Like there's some cool, there's some cool switcheroo cosplays that go on. Yeah. You know? Anime can be kind of hard to decipher. So <laughs> that true. doesn't count. Um, anybody in a Dexter cosplay? Uh, since the whole cast of Dexter is going to be there, somebody's going to be there with bloody hands. Someone's just going to walk around covered in blood and be like, Whispering, "I love your cosplay." They're like, "What are you talking about?" Go, Shh, and then they'll have their slide collection. Uh, the eye column also has an oversized D twenty dice. Uh, there will be gaming, uh, board game areas, and probably some D and D stuff here and there. So we're we're talking about something that's probably a. A, a, probably about the size of a golf ball. Or if you, I'm sure if you go to some of the crafted items and tables, you'll probably find some yeah. some uh, oversized D20 items. Um, we also got Overwatch Funko Pop figures. So any character from Overwatch, if you can find one of their Funko Pops. Yeah, mainly just because I want to find them myself. So if you find <laughs> them, let me know. I would. Uh, I just talked about not collecting things. This I, one, there's a couple of those I kind of want. This one could be a little, a little. Now nah, you, you should be able to do it because the really expensive guests they they gate off and they curtain off, but there's people out there. But get a sneaky pick of celebrity guests. Like it doesn't have to be like a selfie right next to them. Or yeah. if you or if you did pay to meet someone, that'll count. Um, yeah. Or but if you're like just off in the distance and you can be like, oh look, you know there's uh, there's Jules Satine, and then you just be like, click. Yeah. Or like last year we like when Michael Rooker was walking around yeah. and just being Michael Rooker the entire time. Um, yeah, like you don't don't go invading like so, their area where they make their money because that would be bad news. But if you happen to get an over the shoulder shot of like Lou Ferrigno behind you, that's fine. You know, well, like, did he do the happy birthday thing at Wizard World? Yes, he did. Okay, I couldn't remember that. You and I were walking around. I think it was Sunday. Yeah, and all of a sudden we hear over the intercom, and I know we talked told the story before, but we hear Michael Rooker being very Michael Rooker singing a very loose version of Happy Birthday. And it was just like either it was the happiest moment where we we're all going to die. It yeah. was one of those two. He's going to whistle and the arrows would kill us all. Um, and then on the under the end column, any life-size character statues. So if there's like, you know, I've seen them at comic shops like a Deadpool or a Harley Quinn statue, um, you know, or if somebody's got something else. I know last year they had the uh, the Tekken fighters 
life-size Tekken fighter statue in the gaming area. Yeah, and I'd argue life-size would just be like a really large statue. It doesn't have to be like one to one. Not a cutout. Yeah, not a, not a cardboard cutout. Not a actual, cardboard yeah, cutout. Yeah. There's tons of those probably. Uh, also under the end column, we've got anime, comic, video game weapons. So there will be vendors there selling like prop weapons. Um, if you see a Keyblade, if you see a Buster Sword, if you see Frostmorn, if you see the Master uh, Sword, the Master Sword, take a picture of it. Yeah. Um, then you got your free space with Deadpool, Harley Quinn, uh, and then under the end column, you have us. Us. If you see us. Either of us. Yeah, go take a photo. But please say hi. Say hi. Don't, yeah. don't just take a photo and run away. That's antisocial. Like it'd be like we'll see stalkerish photos put up online. Yeah. Like, I don't remember when that happened. It's like, but Joe, <laughs> this is a, the convention. This is before we got there. You know, like it'd be weird. Yeah. Uh, and then the last piece of the end column: overpriced food. It will be there. If you <laughs> see something and you're just like, I'm not paying thirteen dollars for a hot dog. So and then you turn around and you're paying thirteen dollars for a hot dog. I'm yeah. probably gonna I'm, Saturday. I'll probably leave and come back like I did last year. Yeah, just because I can't deal with that food there. I'll yeah. probably go. Like I don't know if you want to, but like last year, if it's in it's in the same place, right? Yeah, we'll probably go down if it's not too cold. I'll probably go down to Winking Lizard, which is right down I, on you. Yeah, it's gonna be cold though. I don't know. I will see. I mean, I have no problem with the food there. I just, I mean, I don't want to buy a ton of it, but yeah. Plan ahead. I also think they let people bring packed lunches in, too. I yeah. Think. Yeah. We'll see. But if you buy overexpensive food, you get a space. Yeah. Uh, the G column, an Aquaman Funko Pop figure. Any oddly, Aquaman. Oddly, oddly specific. Any but. Aquaman. Could be Jason Morma. Could be Roman Reigns. Could be uh, like just your blonde-haired Arthur Curry. Again, if you if you get a Roman Reigns uh, Funko Pop there, I'll allow it. We'll That's count fine. it. Yep. Um, we'll give you bonus points. Excuse me. Uh, under the G column, you have a Batman. Anybody dressed as Batman, there'll be a Batman there. Or if you meet Kevin Conroy, uh, the voice ba- of Batman. I, yes, that would count too. If you do meet Kevin Conroy and get a picture with him, that would count as a Batman. Um, but has well, no sneaky picks. Well, yeah. no, you could do a sneaky pick. Yeah, just I mean, it'd be my. Don't don't people. get in trouble. Yeah, don't be like ah, I'm doing a scavenger hunt. Yeah, and the end of the bingo card in our names on it. So yeah, yeah. Be like, who's this us guys? We got to find them. Right. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. When when they when they had a when Stan was doing his autographing, like anybody that came near him with a phone would get like a swift clothesline. Like those oh people, yeah, like whenever when, like when Shatner was there two years ago, it was a real Cleveland. It's like you or Bruce Campbell, you could yeah. not get anywhere near them, and that's fine. Like that's yeah. they're there, they're getting their money. That that's makes why sense. I say sneaky because you're going to be about like thirty feet away. Yeah. Um. Two different doctors, any doctors, just two pictures of any doctors. Could be David Tennant, doctor. Could be Matt Smith, doctor. Could be Dr. Doom, Dr. Octopus, Dr. Girlfriend. Yeah. Like, we, I, I was going to keep this a Time Lords, but if you get two doctors, it doesn't matter. Dr. Horrible. Yeah. Doogie Howser. JD from Scrubs. Turk yeah. from Scrubs. Um, and then uh, under the G column, we got a video game character cosplay. There's definitely somebody there that's going to be dressed up as an Overwatch character. I'm sure there'll be a diva. <laughs> Um, yeah, because it takes like fifteen dollars to make diva costume. Well, that and then, I know last year was that guy that was in the, that huge Warhammer outfit that was awesome. Yeah, yeah. there was some cool ones. Yeah. yeah. Uh, last thing in the G-, G column is you have a donation to Extra Life. So the Extra Life charity fund will be there. Again I believe this so. Year. Yeah. Um, if they're not, I know there's another charity fund there. Yeah. So just donate and say that you donated, and you get a spot. It's a dollar. Yeah, it's not going to break you to pay a dollar. Because um, I know usually with the the um, uh, extra life, they have like the cosplayers there with them. Yeah, that's where, uh, that's Night, where Mage Night Mage was, Mage was there. Yeah. yeah, Then we have in the O column in the top corner, any DC comic related crafted vendor item. So if somebody made a a wallet with the Flash symbol on it. You know, somebody has a Wonder Woman purse, a Wonder Woman purse or, you know, a, a, a frosted mug with the bat symbol on it or, you know, Superman earrings or something that 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 clearly is not a print, uh, but something that somebody actually crafted some some hard work. Yeah. Give them some love. Show yeah. off their, show off their work. Uh, any toy from the 90s. So there's going to be a lot of vendors there that have like like toys Kind of, like yeah, like some retro figures, retro thing, figures yeah. that, like, if you ever go to Big Fun, that kind of style. Uh, and then um, also under the O column, uh, anybody in Kiss cosplay, 
So anybody part of the Kiss Army. Gene Simmons counts for this, too. If, yeah. you, if you find Gene Simmons. You know, he'll probably know you're taking a photo from 30 feet away and your bank account will be automatically deducted. I can just tell I can just, just be, like, be like they took a photo of me. That's five dollars automatically taken out. That's right. like, I can just tell that's going to happen. Um, the and then under the O column, we also have toys from the 80s. Mm-hmm. So any Transformers, G.I. Joe stuff, uh, you'll see a bunch of loose stuff and some stuff in packaging. So uh, and then the last corner is a picture of Action Comics one. That's which, a tough one. Which is the first appearance of Superman. It'll be somewhere. You probably won't get to touch it, but you can take a picture <laughs> yeah. of it. Can I hold this to take a photo? Yeah, sure. Right. No. Sure, kid. <laughs> yeah. They they should have it. They should have it somewhere. I thought uh, last year they had it some, somewhere. It was it, it was in a glass case. I remember that. So. Yeah. But that's going to be your Wizard World bingo. Um, we'll we'll get these up on like the Facebook. Uh, I'll see if I can get a printable version shared up there. Um, if not. You know, maybe you could write them down. We'll be there. You might be you're... able to. You might be able to link a PDF on the blog, and people can just download and print it out. Yeah. Well. Oh, if you're going to be there to play this, um, just come find us. Just send us a, a tweet or a, a email, and just be like, "Hey, I need my bingo sheet." Yeah. And then if you guys like submit it and submit proof, we'll take them. Um, if any, if anybody completes it, because hopefully we get a couple of these, then we'll pick one. We'll have a winner. We'll come up with a fabulous prize. Yeah. Yeah, we'll figure it out. So, all right, that's going to do it for us this week. Um, again, please hit us up on our social media and our Patreon. Uh, that would be wonderful. Uh, next week, obviously, we're talking about Wizard World because we're going to be there for three days. Yeah. And I'll be so very tired mm-hmm. afterwards. And Joe Give might, you the whole experience. Joe might be dead because um, he will not oh. know the joy of walking around in a oh, costume. Oh, yeah. No, for, I don't think I'm going to. I'm only going to do it one day, and I don't think I'll make it the whole day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, that'll be that'll be for next week. Uh, but yeah, in the meantime, uh, ho- hopefully you see us down there. We're going to be there for the whole weekend, and uh, come have some fun. And uh, yeah, till till next week, uh, be safe, and I don't know, collect everything, collect all the episodes of the show. If you don't have all the episodes of the show, collect them all, download them all. Yeah, it's down- all of them, and then print them out. I don't know how you print out a show, but just the transcript. Them, like yeah, pr- make make CDs get, of each one of an, them. Yeah, get an app that transcribes the whole show and just print it out. <laughs>